The million dollar question, how do entrepreneurs transition from self-employed to owning a business that turns a profit? My name is Chris Waters, and this podcast has the million dollar answer. Welcome to CEO Secrets. Hey guys, it's your host, Chris Waters of CEO Secrets. Welcome as we bring in some of the top guests listed on the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies across America. I've got Ivan Ons on the show. Ivan, he is a fascinating guest. Uh, Ivan is originally from Argentina, um, where he helped his parents at a very young age build their dealership to being the number one Toyota and Pugo. Am I pronouncing that right, dealership? Uh, no, Pujot. 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 Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> man, and, and Ivan's got a fascinating story, man. He was one of the youngest people at Herbalife to reach the millionaire team, selling a million dollars annually with Herbalife at the age of 19, which is pretty cool. And he's in the past, uh, I guess, 13, 14 years, he's been in the real estate industry. And so uh, really excited to have you on today, Ivan. Uh, how's your morning, afternoon going? It's going great, Chris. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Hey, you know what story I really liked is one about you starting a, a business when you were 14 years old and you were uh, renting out go-karts to your friends in the neighborhood and selling them candy. <laughs> That's cool. That, that was that was when I was seven years old. Oh, seven years old. Oh, my God. At 14, I was uh, leasing and training people on how to use 4 by 4 on mountains. What was like the light bulb moment for you to come to the United States? Like why? what drove you to want to come here? I'm just, well, I'm just curious. Yes, in 2009, I was a... Uh, very much involved in speculative investments, like investing in, um, you know, the, the Robin Hood type of investments, right? Like investing in stocks, Forex, and the cryptocurrency and so on. And as I was in, very much involved in that, I realized that it was not bringing me happiness. It was just money for money. You know, I have the account with $100,000 today and tomorrow is 102 and the next day is 110 and the next week is 120 and the next week is 50 and then the next week is 150 and so on. So numbers going up and down in on a screen, it was not something that it was, uh, it was not life. And that was in 2009. And I started looking for ways to not just invest, but invest with the purpose. And when I do that, I, I go in the, I start rolling more and more in the sense of, uh, of expanding in, in that area. And I start developing my own private neighborhood. But then I was selling lots. I will sell a lot and I will get cash and sell a lot and get cash. And I was feeling that I was trading land for cash and that was it. So one day, Chris, there is a guy that comes, that was in, in my car, and uh, I was showing the private neighborhood. And then he says, Ivan, I love this lot, but $50,000 lot, I cannot afford it. And then the kids in the back start yelling, Daddy, 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 we love to live here. Daddy, 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 we love to live here. And when that happened, it's a very difficult situation because the dad cannot afford the lot and the kids wants to live there. Following so far? Yep, I follow you. Okay. So 
in that in that situation, Chris, I said to Andres, "Can you give me half, and I will finance the balance?" And he says, "No, Ivan, I cannot." And I say, "Okay, Andres, can you get the loan?" And then he says, "No, because I miss a payment in credit card payment." He says, and the. When I go into more with the conversation with him, I find out that many people as, as him has this situation where they cannot afford their house or their lot or have being homeowners because of not having access to traditional mortgage, right? So at that point, it was a Thursday night back in 2009 in Argentina. And I, I said, I was taking a shower and I realized I had like a God revelation. And he was telling me this philanthro investor world. And when he says that, I say, what do you try to communicate to me, Mr. You know, my Lord. And he says, well, Ivan, listen, in 20, 30 years from now, many people will not, the like majority of people will not be throwing money away in gambling because Right now, there is half a trillion dollars going every single year to the gambling industry. And 90% of people lose money in a speculative investment. So when you have 100 people investing in the markets or forex or cryptocurrency, whatever, 90 of them lose money, 10 of them makes money. And the, all of this came to me. And I say, wow, this is the revelation I was looking for when I was feeling depressed looking at numbers going up and down in the screen and feeling nothing like life was going out of me of myself just by being behind the computer. And just with that, I realized I call, I call Andres the next morning and I say, Andres, how much can you pay per month to own your lot? And he says, why Ivan? Just tell me. Well, 250, 300 a month. Okay, Andres, the lot is yours. How the lot is mine? Yes, you will start paying $300 a month for the next 15 years. And you will have a land contract for day, from day number one. And then you will start just doing that and you will start building your house. And then when you finish to pay me, I will transfer the deed to you. And then I did that and he was yelling of love and of, of uh, happiness and the kids on the other side of the house uh, he was telling we have the lot and the kids are yelling of happiness and the mom and everybody so i say there is only one condition on saturday you need to come to the lot you will sign the land contract but you need to plant a tree all together with your family and we need to cut the green ribbon between two torches mm -hmm. So we did that, and that was the beginning of philanthropy investing in 2009. And you see, there is philanthropy on one side. When you have someone that is investing their money or time without expecting any financial return. And in the other side, you have investing, which is putting your money or time, getting a financial return. So I combine both. A philanthropy investor is someone who invests his time and money to promote human welfare, engaging emotionally, which is the most important part, while getting a financial return. 
So you, so you started, and just for people listening to the show, to give some context, uh, you now live in Florida and you started a business called Equity and Help. And this is the company that was uh, ranked by uh, the Inc. 500. Uh, you had over 1,200% growth. And this was the company that you started. Uh, the idea came from Argentina, but you started this business in Florida. Is that accurate? That's correct, Chris. Yeah. And what happened is that I was speaking with my wife because you asked me how I moved to the U.S. And, and that's mm-hmm. I needed to give you all of that information in order for you to understand. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but there's no other way. So if my wife, after I do this business with this family and they are so happy and I, she see me that I am so happy, she says, Ivan, why we don't move this business model to the U.S.? Because anything that happens in the U.S., the good and the bad, the world will copy. Mm-hmm. And then I say, no, Bella, there is no way in the, that this will work in the U.S. Because in the U.S., 100% of people, 100% of the people are homeowners. That is the country of the American dream. That is the country with everybody owns their home. Who, yeah. you know? You, in Argentina, you essentially seller financed a lot to a family. Yes. And um, when you came to the U.S., did you realize that's actually a pretty popular strategy for a lot of investors to do seller financing? No, 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 I didn't. Okay. But I was thinking, I was thinking that the model was not going to work. Yeah. So I, you know, from an Argentinian looking from just Latin America, looking up to the U.S. as yeah. the country's American dream, yeah. and then I realized fifty-one percent of people in America in the U.S. do not qualify for a traditional mortgage. That's right. Yep. And then the U.S. between all the countries in the world for the highest rate of home ownership ranking in the world is position number 43. So with the position being number 43 in the world, being the country with the more robust real estate system in the planet, I say, wow. And then that's how I started Equity and Health. I have I have some very tactical questions for you. I guess to start off, so obviously at, at the time of this recording, it's November of 2021. The real estate market in the United States is on fire in most places. And 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 when I was looking on your website, I read that you guys are researching. You get a you get a you know list of thousands and thousands of foreclosures and distressed properties, and you're scanning through all these types of properties to, you know, get them, you know, significantly under market value. Once you factor into count the repairs, how, how has that impacted you with, you know, the, the real estate market being, you know, it's, it's on fire. Like, I mean, finding REOs and distressed assets, it's probably never been a more difficult time to do that. Have you had to make any pivots or adjustments to, to find properties at that kind of discount? Well, yes, that that's, has been uh, the, the more uh, strong pivot that we needed to do or, or area that we needed to, to, to strengthen uh, in the company. So, yeah, just to, to make it strong and so on, right? So, yeah, that's area. But we still find properties and we still have the company running and building yeah. and do, do you have a, um, a vendor that you like that provides the data for you guys? Are y'all using somebody like ListSource or one of those? Like, who's the vendor you guys use to aggregate um, distressed data across the U.S.? 
Well, we designed our own proprietary software that we've been working for the last three years. Uh-huh. And it goes through the entire... So we are our own data aggregator. Okay. So did you guys like build an API to all the like county tax records to extract data? Okay. And um, so like one of the popular strategies for people that do seller financing and um, the consumer that gets to take advantage of it, you know, that is one of the underserved families you're referencing um, is to contact the owners directly prior to getting foreclosed on and take over the mortgage, get it current, you know, get the mortgage current. Is that kind of the strategy you guys employ to acquire properties? Sorry, I, I missed something on the phrase. Can you repeat the question? So what, what I, from my understanding, one of the popular strategies for companies that acquire market value properties and then sell them with seller financing is they will get a list of all the properties that are scheduled to be foreclosed on and they'll contact those property owners and buy the property from them and then buy the property through seller financing um, and then get the mortgage caught up and then turn around and seller finance it to another family. Okay. Okay. We don't do that. We okay. buy the homes already already vacant. Okay. And uh, sometimes we have purchased properties that uh, have tenants in it, uh-huh. uh, portfolios with tenants, and then we convert the tenants in homeowners. Got it. Okay, cool. So you built your own software to extract all the potential distressed properties. You have a team like mine and through them making offers, and then you guys take possession of the property. And... I noticed on your website, it it mentioned you guys like, you know, create these trust documents. Like, are you, are you kind of like a, a fund, like kind of like a fund manager, you know, that manages a bunch of people's money to invest in properties. Like how do you guys manage the, um, the money side? Okay. So first of all, the first answer to your question is not, we are not a fund. We are a wholesaler. So Mm -hmm. we have the properties that we did use our software and we got, and we purchased the houses and and then we sell the houses we sell the houses to uh, different philanthropic investors that they pick they go through a list and they pick the houses and then they get title in these houses but they get t- title in these houses using elantras because they want to keep privacy so that's that's basically what it is and then the reason we are not a fund is because one day uh, Chris I realized I was I was listening to all this advertising that comes to me and say, passive income equals financial freedom. Passive income equals financial freedom. And I continue looking at this. And I say, something it doesn't make sense for me on passive income equals financial freedom. For me, I think that passive income is just passive income and financial freedom is a total different thing. So when I, I say how I manage to, to get inside this formula that seems to have some false information. And I go and I look at the definition of the word freedom and to what freedom is really connected. So I look at that and freedom is not connected at all with being sitting on a beach, doing nothing and receiving money every month. Mm -hmm. No, freedom is not even connected with you do whatever you want, whenever you want that. You know, it's not even connected with that. Because if you do whatever you want, whenever you want it, at the time you want it, with whoever you want it, you know, this idea of freedom, 
then what about if you are if you don't have a purpose what about if you are just doing it by yourself and alone that's not life so what about if it's if it's just you know some things that are not giving you happiness so i realized that freedom is connected to having a purpose is connected to being alert of your environment is connected to having knowledge is connected to having control is connected to be engaged with your creations not just giving money to someone else and letting that person run the things for you and then if that person lose your money then you blame that person and then now you know you blame someone so low responsibility low happiness high responsibility high happiness so i needed to create something that if i created a fund then the responsibility is all on me and my team and the guy is just sitting there in the beach no 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 we say these are the houses you pick the houses then we find the families for the houses this is the terms that we will have with the families you approve that then you are the ceo of your portfolio and if you want to fire us as property managers you can fire us because we didn't do a good job and then you go and you find another property manager but but then the the whole situation chris was that we get these philanthropic investors for the reason of 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 real of, of true financial freedom we get them to be the ceo of their portfolio and make the key material decisions like for example how much philanthropy he wants to do with the family because the whole model is that after you purchase the houses from us which is a minimum of three houses for 45,000 to 50,000 each house and then but the house has an after repair value of 80 to 100 so you access really really you know below the after repair value and then what happens there Chris is that these houses will we will put them in the market after you select them and then we will find families as the as the you know the property manager and so on we will find the families and then as we find these families you will seller finance to these families but you will seller finance the, the the balance and this is exactly coming from the andres model in argentina remember mm-hmm. so the family needs to give you 1000 down payment 1000 down payment no credit check only two years of you know a stable job and two years of good rental payments and then these families we qualify them and then you sell them the house for 20% more of what you purchase the house for you don't sell them the house for double for the real after repair value why because you are doing philanthropy you are passing this 30% equity to the family in day number 1 and and so we in total we have philanthropic investors that have purchased 47 million dollars in the last 7 years 47 million dollars of assets recovered from banks and auction houses and we have helped over 500 families so far and the um, the whole portfolio if i take the whole portfolio just because different portfolios different philanthropic investors are different but in overall the portfolio for each investor produces between 8 to 12% return and he's a philanthropic lender 
he's not a landlord. So he don't need to pay for property taxes. He don't need to pay for insurance. He don't need to pay for maintenance repairs. Nothing like that. Let me ask you some questions, Ivan. Yes. Um, a little speed round because we're, uh, we're running out of time already. Um, how many properties are you guys managing for uh, investors right now? Uh, 500 plus. 500 plus. And um, is there a certain part of the United States where most of the homes are located that you're buying for, or you're wholesaling for investors? Yes, we have uh, 32 states. Uh-huh. And as we are in these 32 states, the, my major concentration is on the East Coast. From north to down, from top to down, all the states that are east coast. And so, I would like to show you, Chris, if you have, if we have time, I would like to show you um, two videos that are two minutes each. One is from a philanthropic investor testimonial, and another one is from a family testimonial. If you allow me to, it will give you a lot of reality. You know what? Um, I so we only have like two minutes left in the show. Okay. okay. Um, so, is there a place somebody could go to watch them? Are they on your website? Yes, yes, they can go to pi.today, which uh, is the short, lo- the short link for philanthropinvestors.com. Okay. pi.today. Okay, pi.today. I have some questions. So, like, when one of the investors seller finances the house to a, you know, a renter, for example, what's the interest family. rate? Yeah, our family. Yeah, what's the um, what what's the interest rate they get charged? Okay, so the one of the 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 standard one is twelve percent. Okay. okay? But that's why the investor makes 8 to 12%. But the thing is that we want to see that the family is paying below what it costs to rent the same house. Normally, okay. it's average, average is half. The principal and interest is half of what it costs to rent the same house. Got it. And then, you know, I have to imagine, like, it's, it's got to be somewhat high risk to take on, you know, renters at this price point. Like, what percentage of people, you know, are getting evicted from the properties for non-payment or what do you do for people that aren't paying? Okay. So in seven years, we have a little over 7% of default. Uh So as you know, people that we have fully evicted. And we have, um, if people, for example, this is another part of the philanthropic model of the philanthropy investing, right? So if, for example, a family has a family situation, life situation so they had a kid a, a baby they need to send this by the school supplies for the kids they have a chronic disease or something like that they lose a job they have access to their philanthropy investor to request for help and the philanthropy investor can say i am going to give you the three months payments i'm i'm going to wait until you get a new job oh because you've been so good and you are a good intention family which we will divide them in two because we have good intention families and bad intention families. But the good intention family, the philanthropy investor will say, I am going to give you the Christmas payment so you can buy a Christmas tree and gifts for your kids. So that are all options. And then if the philanthropy investor cannot afford that, we have a global philanthropic fund that can finance to the family up to 90 days of late payments at 0% interest rate for 15 months. So the philanthropy investor continue getting his money and then the philanthropic fund is helping these these families to to stay on track, right? And we report to the bureaus the 
on-time payments because we want to help them to improve their credit score so they can refinance out in, let's say, three, four years from now. And possibly it's not a thing that will happen for everybody, but possibly it, it, works, it works as an exit strategy for the philanthropy investor with a capital gain of 20% that occurred in the day number one when we sold the home. And then he can start helping another family from scratch. Yeah. Man, this is an amazing system you've built, Ivan. So and I'm, I wish we had more time together. I only, I only have a 30-minute slot for us. Um, you wrote a book about this. Where could people find that book if they wanted to get a copy of it? Okay, so they need to go to pi.today and, PI. and they need to pre-order the book. In That is there, like if it goes to the shop in the website, they can uh-huh. pre-order because we are about to launch it. There is a three three pages missing that they are correcting that I asked, you know, like we are almost there to launch. That's great. Um, okay, cool. And then the equity and help website, I'm going to put all this in the show notes for anybody listening, by the way. Yes, um, equity, equity and Help is my company that is uh, equityandhelp.com, mm-hmm. but um, Equity and Help is my housing philanthropy investing unit because if you go to pi.today, you will see that I am doing housing philanthropy investing, water philanthropy investing, uh, environment philanthropy investing to shift the world into a more positive direction. And housing philanthropy investing is represented by Equity and Help. Um, Ivan, where, where would somebody go if they're interested in investing? in you know, the marketplace of homes that you guys uh, get under contract? Well, they will, uh, yes, they will go to PI.today. Okay. Um, I will request an interview with uh, our VP of expansion that is doing the, the discovery calls right now. The person will receive a full briefing on philanthropy investing. And then after that, she will connect them with the housing philanthropy investor consultant so that housing philanthropy investor consultant can go more deeply into the equity and health model. Interesting. That's fantastic. Ivan, man, you are uh, an amazing human being. I'm so glad you came to the United States to help people here. Um, really great, gr- great story. I love the, uh, you know, just the, the purest nature um, that you have. So guys, be sure to be on the lookout for Ivan's book. Um, again, he was uh, just this past year ranked as one of the fastest growing companies in America, um, over 1200% growth. So this guy is no joke. Be sure to check out um, PI.today. I'll put that in the show notes. Ivan, thanks so much for being on uh, CEO Secrets. You're welcome, Chris. And so as you, so as you know, we are three years in a row in the Inc. 500. Wow. Three years in a row. Wow. Now that is a rare, that's a rare accomplishment. Thank well, congratulations you. on all your success, Ivan. Um, we're going to have to do a follow-up episode where we can dig a little bit deeper and try to understand some of the little, you know, secrets and nuggets, tactics to um, to achieving that kind of growth. Thank you, Chris, and have a wonderful day and everybody listening to. Hey, for all, for all you guys tuning in, be sure to hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on iTunes or any of the audio uh, readers or on YouTube, hit subscribe and uh, tune in next time. Bye, everybody. Want more CEO secrets? If so, you can get a free copy of my book, The Million Dollar Real Estate Team at www.themilliondollarrealestateteam.com for free. Inside this book, you'll find my top secrets that we've used to net $1 million in just three years.